First off, uh, this interview is being filmed on June 30th, just before you go on and perform at the Groove Valley Show tonight. So I'm wondering, like, what sort of attitude are you tackling this with? Do you have any anxiety? Are you excited? I mean, I'm not really anxious about it anymore. I don't really get anxious about performing. Because how many shows have you performed total? Technically three, but more like two. I was talking to Izzy earlier, and he mentioned funeral. Izzy's funeral. But he mentioned the fact that, like, uh, he's really anxious that the crowd isn't going to know, like, lyrics to his wor- to his songs or anything like that. Are you worried about any, any sort of thing like that or no? Honestly, bro, if, like, the crowd doesn't know the lyrics to my shit, like, it's fine. No one really knows what the fuck I'm saying half my music anyway even like the first show i performed when i had like 900 followers there were still some people that knew the words which i like did not like understand i'm speaking fucking gibberish and like <laughs> my lyrics are not in the description of any of my music so it's like i don't know how y'all figured this out mm-hmm. but like i love you people and then uh, also in scheduling and setting up this interview i kind of like came to the conclusion that you have more managers than anybody else i've ever met on the topic of management i mean like i feel like i've seen a lot of people be like oh i need to get a manager like i need i need a manager like i where one of the managers is going to tap in with me and shit like that when in reality they might just need to like tweet a little bit better so i'm wondering like what do you think is like a good criteria of like if you're an artist maybe like coming up like more and more and more and you're looking and you're evaluating like do i need a manager or not what do you think is a criteria of like the point at which you decided okay i think a manager is a good choice for me there's sometimes it's like a point in time where as an artist like and you're like especially like when you're gaining traction mm-hmm. there becomes a point in time where it's just like yo fuck i don't know how to respond to all of this or what i should say or what i should like mm-hmm. not do you know you know what happens like when some people just start gaining traction and then just like say start like saying or like doing like stupid ass shit mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I have like an audience and like people that are like are gonna notice it. I don't have like 300 followers on Twitter anymore. I can't just like tweet random bullshit. Yeah. You gotta stop tweeting like you're like a fucking like Valorant player, bro. Like that shit is like. Ugh. Okay, well that's like that's rich coming from you. I feel like your Twitter is all kind of all over the place when it comes to shit like that. No. Maybe like if you ask me like year and a half ago probably would have been some shit like yo i'm trying to do like crack with hatsune miku or some <laughs> shit like that i don't even know bro a while back you tweeted about um how fashion tiktok has some of the worst takes you've ever seen on the internet before so i'm wondering if you could pick out a handful in your memory that stand out as particularly egregious whoever taught y'all to spend four hundred dollars on vintage levi's needs to fucking die like publicly executed type shit bro like Damn, i don't okay, know what the fuck statements. is wrong with y'all but like if you're spending like four hundred dollars on some fucking orange tab levi jeans you need to seriously go to fucking therapy bro because the shit you could buy with that type of mo- ah you are out of your fucking head same goes for you carhartt kids <laughs> and you weird ass fucking actually I-, I don't know if i'm gonna hate on the marcella fishing vests yet um <laughs> give it another like six months or something like that yeah i don't know i mean i, I- i've been kind of my-, my my hater arc yeah you've been getting back into it yeah now you like you were like peaceful for a minute there and i was peaceful for him i was peaceful for a good bit yeah you were peaceful for a good bit yeah when it comes to the fashion kids i'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit in my hater arc i mean yeah no i i get that yeah oh is there one like in your mind you know those like number nine Mickey t-shirts? <laughs> no more number nine Mickey, please. Or like those like really shitty skinny jeans that number nine has from like 2006. Like just stop, just stop buying those. I made the same mistake once. You'll grow out of it in like a month, I promise. And then uh, can we expect Kuru merch at any point in the future? I feel like that's kind of been overdue for a minute. Yeah, I just need to get off my ass and start doing that. If money was no object and you could have like a holy grail, just like any item you can manufacture like mass and then sell to people, like what sort of like would be like your pinnacle of like Kuru merch? Yo, what the f- How do I answer this shit? I know, when I asked Scott Ryan, he said a Scott Ryan BB. Like a BB belt? Yeah. That's sick, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, ever since that situation with him fucking tucking it in, I think he's been kind of re- trying to re- redeem himself. No, yeah, that really hurt my head. I don't even know, bro. I'm, I'm really just trying to get Hatsune Miku goaded. <laughs> like, if y'all know how much shit this woman sells right here, I'm trying to get like that. Got you. If that answers your question. Got you. I mean, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, but I mean, it gives us a general idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, That's good enough. on the topic of Kuru branded merchandise, let's paint a picture here. Tomorrow you get hit up by any fast food restaurant in the world and they ask you to make the Kuru meal. What restaurant is it at? And what is the Kuru meal? Oh, damn. 
It's tough. Mm. Yeah, we asked the hard-hitting questions here at Backlight. Bro, like, honestly, y'all remember, like, the Megan Thee Stallion Popeye's meal? Mm -hmm. What if I just, like, took the sauce from that and just, like, moved it to, like, Chick-fil-A? I feel like that would be hard, but, like, would you get in trouble with, like, copyright at that point? Or? Shit, Megan don't gotta know. <laughs> it's sampling. <laughs> you know, like, the difference between, like, the Popeye's and the Chick-fil-A? Sometimes you just want something that's, like, a little lighter. Mm -hmm, yeah. It's just, like, you, like, you, like, bring, like, that, that, that nice little, like, Thai tanginess to the Chick-fil-A sandwich which is an arguably lighter sandwich. And it's just kind of like... The way I've heard it described before is that, I think this is a really apt description, like if you were like held at gunpoint and forced to eat like Chick-fil-A for like a week straight, you would be like... But you'd be able to make it through. If you ate Popeyes every day for a week straight, I feel like you would come away from that week feeling horrible. I mean, it, it's cool, but it's like low-key, like OD greasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like my Popeyes be getting me right, though. I don't know if I can snitch on the one Popeyes manager. If they find out where I live and they fire the dude, that's low-key fed. Aren't you moving away sometime soon? Oh yeah, you're right. All right. So anyhow, there, there there's a there's a Popeyes like near where I live in the DMV. I got like a sandwich on like a Monday, one day, right? And you know how it be coming with them coupons where it's just like you fill out a survey and you get like two pieces of chicken and like mm -hmm. a biscuit for free, right? With, with the purchase of a large drink. Mm -hmm. So I did the fucking survey. <laughs> okay. I did the survey. Something someone someone nobody ever does that shit, right? And I come in there. I'm just like, can I get a large sweet tea? I did not want that much sweet tea. Like like okay, way too much sweet tea for me. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then I showed him the receipt. It was like the manager of the Popeyes too. Mm -hmm. He literally took the sweet tea off of the purchase and then asked me, what side do you want? I'm just like, bro, it doesn't just come with like one biscuit and like two pieces of chicken. He was like, nah, what side do you want? And then he gave me like two pieces of chicken, a biscuit, a large drink and some fries for free. I didn't even have <laughs> it all at the time. Cause I was just like, well, key like way too much for me. So I had it for like leftovers, but it was like, yo, he gave me all that shit for free. So if you're watching this Popeye's manager, we uh, we appreciate I you. I love you. I mentioned the fact that you're moving away sometime soon. I understand you recently went through college orientation, which was interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people in your situation would be like, okay, I have this like incredible music career laid out for me. They would decide to forego higher education in pursuit of like, just go in all, all in on music straight out the bat. Um, so I'm wondering like, what informed your decision to remain in school? My Asian mom would beat my ass. Got you. Okay. That's that's the entire reason. That's the whole reason. Are you going to... Okay. Is it one of those situations where it's like, okay, I'm going to make the best of it and like try to like... Are you well, doing I mean, it Okay. Like okay. It's also like the other thing. I'm majoring in audio production and shit. Because if what I want to do if like music doesn't work out and shit hits the can, like just like full time, big time, I'd be okay with just being like an audio engineer or some type of shit like that. But I'm also like minoring in computer science too. Not that I really want to anymore. That was some shit I like wanted to do as a kid. Because mm -hmm. I remember like growing up, I wanted to use to like code games and shit. And obviously that, that vision is definitely like way out of the way. I definitely think that would be like the most like tedious shit ever i'd low-key yeah. don't want to do that anymore well, already i know that's like gotten involved with that shit is like oh my god it's a headache yeah i mean i wouldn't say i'm entirely going to school from i, I want a little bit of the college experience like i don't know i i honestly doubt i'll stay i don't see myself doing a full four years i think i see myself doing like one if music goes fucking crazy then like you know fuck, fuck college we'll cross that bridge with your mom when you get to it yeah don't beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic, I understand that it was a bit, uh, there was a bit of a holdup in like uh, publicly announcing the show because I think you had to ask your parents for permission in order to pull out for the show. So I'm wondering like, um, that raises the question, like did your parents like know from the jump that you were making music and like how did they react once they like, I can imagine you had to have that conversation. The fact that you know about that show thing is like, who is telling you this shit? I, I'm back like, no, I have to know. Yo, you're fed as You're Kuru, we have to know. Bro thinking Nardwar, I'm crying. I'm not Nardwar's younger son, where do you think these curls come from, bro? They didn't know until it was like time for my first show my first show was in december of 2019 and i literally told my dad and like i think like a month before the show like i like barely like had that shit planned at all i can imagine that would be kind of an awkward conversation to be like hey mom dad i make music by the way and i'm like performing i wasn't like going for sure at this point so i was like coming up to my dad being like 
Uh, so like I make music and shit. Can I can I can I can I go to Texas? <laughs> to Texas? Oh shit. Okay, yeah. No, it's not like a local show or something. It's Texas. Oh, and it was a drive too. That's the worst oh, part. Fuck. Yeah, my dad didn't want to fly, so we had to fucking drive to Texas. How many years have been you been make, you've been making music for at this point? I started in November of 2018. Considering you started in 2018, do you think there are any lessons either on like the social, creative, or just like business side of things that you maybe wish you had learned earlier? Stop Twitter beef. <laughs> stop Twitter beef. I feel like that's the kind of like a takeaway a lot of people have for like when they start out. It's like, oh yeah, yeah gotta stop, stop Twitter beef. Stop Twitter beef. The number one cause of just bad things that happen. Twitter beef. Or like really dumb Instagram beef. It honestly, it depends on what you use, but just like dumb really, just dumb social beef. <laughs> Talk about Twitter and Instagram beef. Are there any, are there any like funny stories from like when you're just starting out that make you sort of cringe in retrospect or no? I used to use Tumblr drain edits as cover art. I don't know if that helps. It was a dark time. Mm-hmm. Found out what Ice Dancer was and I wasn't the same I interviewed Dorian a while back and uh, he mentioned the fact that like he didn't really use track train. He didn't really like have like st- any stuff up on there or anything like that. And I understand that you gave him the track train URL of just tracktrain.com forward slash Y um, in an attempt to get him to start posting shit on there. So I'm wondering like if you could give your pitch to someone who is maybe like hesitant or like not really like necessarily willing to post their stuff on track train, like a sort of elevator pitch of like why they should. I mean, it really depends on like who you are, especially as a producer type shit. Cause like a lot of people, some people want to stay exclusive and I think that's fine. I think a good example of that is if you, I don't know if you know who Boost is. I've heard the name, I'm not exactly familiar boost is like this like really crazy ass ambient producer but like he sells some beats but like he doesn't sell a lot like he, he like he's a very like kind of exclusive producer in a way and i think that swag is cool but it all depends on who you really want to be like if you want to like actually like sell your beats and get out there more there's there's nothing wrong with having an extra track train i feel like a lot of beat sales don't come out of like just track train like i've never heard of someone building a fucking track train following but if mm. you build like a producer following with like good credits or just like cool like beat samples and shit like honestly like what the producers are doing like two years ago with like all like the beat clips and stuff that helped a lot right so it's really it, it, i feel like it really just depends on who you are as a producer you mentioned like samples there i mean like i, I understand that you sample like a good bit of like shoegaze and some other stuff that like maybe would be considered like unconventional and typical production and stuff like that so i'm wondering like how did you discover that as like a piece of like a world of sort of music that you could sample from i started out listening to this one band called pasteboard great japanese shoegaze band that, that's where a lot of the like, sampling came from but most of like the shoegaze sample stuff that i've did at least for my own work is not like out yet there's like a beat out there that i have that samples like that one machine girl song mg1 next like whenever i ask people for a few artists to like put our listeners onto and these we i usually get like the same like handful of names get tossed around a lot i feel like there's like a lot of like usual suspects that people like try to put on but i understand you listen to a lot more than just like the digicore side of things so if you could put our listeners onto a handful of like the most like out there shit that like the average listener of yours maybe wouldn't listen to well first of all i also want to ask the question what what kind of shit is like the people been putting on in the past interviews in the past interviews there's been a lot of like jane there's been a lot of juno there's been a lot of like midwest um a lot of people shout out like you know like sofago sort of things like that oh yeah i mean definitely like all those people shout out like my brother kaizen too like that's oh, yeah. that's twin i remember you tweeted i'm probably gonna butcher this name but you tweeted out a while back about yuyo yupi oh yuyo yupi uh yuyo yupi is like actually like a really goaded like vocaloid rock producer mm-hmm. Mm. that I used to listen to in like middle school and shit and but like huge inspiration for like a lot of my production work especially on the melody side on some upcoming shit you probably will hear a decent amount of inspiration from him that is definitely a go I would definitely recommend checking him out Nile N-N-Y-L-I 
Thank you for spelling it because nobody knows how to fucking spell on this. That, that kid is cool. He's fire. Smoking skull. Swedish goat. Mm-hmm. He just be saying shit sometimes. I, I still can't get over the Dan Schneider bar. If you know, you know. I'm not familiar, but. You can't get a feet with me, Dan Schneider. That shit was crazy. Nah, he snapped. Rodney with two Ys. Mm-hmm. He's cool as fuck. Wolf face Joey for sure. Majens. Obviously, shout out Funeral. Shout out Well. Shout out everyone I'm performing with. Lost Rushi. That kid is cool. I don't know how to print. I don't know how how to pronounce it isaiah tg obviously a fucking goat literally love that man space you know low-key i understand the little shine agenda now oh yeah no yeah were you, were you were you not exactly on board with that for a while i, I used to listen to him in like 2019 but like i i just understand it and obviously like people like you know blixty casper gem like all those folks xavier so based high c you know and then uh, honestly oh, oh one last one last mm-hmm dev stacks dev stacks kid is the future bro and then uh, on a similar note uh, you've collaborated with quite a few people over the years um, both on vocals and production but I'm, I'm imagining there's still plenty more that you want to work with so if you can name a handful of like dream collaborators of people you want to work with at some point in the future who would they be Uno the activist is like on, on the producer side definitely him I mean if I honestly like corny answer Cardi would be cool Cardi would be insane that's not a fucking corny answer I feel like that would be insane I obviously want to work more with destroy lonely but mm. that's like a fucking no-brainer that guy's a fucking like flow genius honestly like low-key like some bands and shit too like love i don't know if you know what love is it's a crazy ass band you know like kind of like a crazy like bag move Hmm. keshi bro oh what if i got like the abg fan base (laughs) that would be funny as fuck shout out asian people around the world and then uh finally you've already really come a really long way in this year um and i can imagine there's still plenty more you want to accomplish um and i'm really excited for both what you have in this performance tonight but also just the rest of the year so if there's a handful of things you want to accomplish before the year's through what would they be i'm trying to get like 250k monthly listeners on spotify i'm not even sure if that's like a realistic goal because we're halfway through the fucking year right and i'm still at 60 which i'm fine with honestly it's a comfortable number staying consistent is i'm perfectly fine with but if i can hit 250 by the end of the year that's cool i want to hit like 20 or 30 thousand followers too. Don't know how realistic that is, but I, you know, hope it hope it goes well. I basically just want to make make enough to where I can just like live comfortably where I want to on my own. All right, awesome. All right, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Thank you, thank you so much for meeting me today. Thank you.